Hi, this is Corbin Granger and Barbara Jennings from Town Benefits, a subsidiary of Town Bank, and you are listening to an episode of HR on Mike. We're here to help employers navigate the complicated maze of human resources and compliance requirements by offering common sense analysis and suggestions on a variety of HR and compliance questions. Thank you for listening today. Remember, we're not lawyers or accountants, so our content is not legal or tax advice, but is for educational purposes only. Always consult an expert when you need legal or tax help. Well, you know what they say, no good deed goes unpunished. This HR on Mike episode answers the question, what happens when an employer wants to be the nice guy and leaves an employee on the group health insurance too long? How does that happen, you ask? Give us the setup, Corbin. Right. So how can an employer leave an employee on the group health insurance for too long? Well, the quick answer is sometimes it happens by accidental oversight, but more often it happens because a company wants to be a good employer and help out an employee who is often in a difficult situation. So here's the typical setup. A company has an employee who goes out on sick leave or allows an employee to take some sort of leave of absence. Now, most HR professionals know that under certain circumstances, an employee on leave has a right to continue to participate in the employer's group health plan. For example, time off under the Family and Medical Leave Act. But what some employers and employees may not know is that group health plans limit the length of time an absent employee can remain on the health insurance. Health insurance is mainly for the benefit of active employees, and this limitation is known as the actively at work requirement. This means that an employee can only be absent from work for a limited period before being terminated from active employee coverage and offered COBRA or state continuation if that applies. We have found that most plans allow inactive employees to stay on the group plan for roughly 90 to 120 days. And that of course can sometimes vary. Okay, so what exactly does that mean as a practical matter? Let's use a real world example that we've actually helped employers navigate. Here's an example of an employer that prides itself on being a great place to work. They do a lot of things to help their employees thrive, and as a result, they have many long-term employees. There's an employee, let's just call her Jennifer, and she has been with the company for over two decades and is an exemplary employee. And HR is really sad to learn that Jennifer has a need for some serious surgery and a lengthy recovery. Now, she'll have her 12 weeks of FMLA, but the company has already decided that they're going to hold her job until she's ready to come back to work, maybe in six months or so. We know that in this scenario, the Family and Medical Leave Act requires the company to keep her on the insurance for the 12 weeks of FMLA on the same terms as if she were still at work. But what happens after that? This is the part where good intentions can come back to bite you. In this case, the employer is thinking about Jennifer and trying to help her out by letting her stay on the health insurance until she's ready to come back to work. But what the employer may not realize is that their contract with the health insurance carrier includes a 12-week actively at work requirement, which means that in our example, Jennifer can only remain on the group plan for 12 weeks without working, which of course is roughly three months. After that, she will need to be removed from the group plan and offered COBRA or state continuation if that applies. Alternatives may also be that she consider joining her spouse's group plan or possible go to the Affordable Care Act's marketplace for an individual plan. Now you might ask, so what's the big deal about absences that exceed the carrier's actively at work requirement? 
And here's the rub. The carrier has the ability to audit the plan. And if it finds a violation of the contract, that could cause the employer to incur liability for claims that may have been paid inappropriately. Your health plan will not intentionally cover claims for employees who are no longer part of the eligible active employee pool. And here's a real example of that. Let's say that Jennifer's absence is now in month five. Her health plan audits her claims and discovers that they've paid claims incurred after the covered three-month period. How does the insurance company respond? The health plan will reimburse the premiums paid after month three, but they can demand repayment of claims that the plan paid for costs incurred in months four and five. The insurance company may notify Jennifer that the claims were paid incorrectly and demand repayment. And you can certainly see how that could come back on the employer. You know, and there really is a fairly simple remedy to this situation that won't result in claims liability for the employer or the employee for improperly paid claims. If the employer wants to comply with the insurance contract and also take care of the employee, the employer can always reimburse the employee for all or part of the COBRA premiums. Now, be aware that the employer paying or reimbursing COBRA premiums can create a precedent and it may have tax consequences. So please consult your legal professional or tax professional if you have questions. Now, taking care of employees is the sign of a good employer, but don't let your good intentions get you into trouble. Your town benefits broker can answer your questions about the actively work requirements and any other questions that you may have about your plan. We hope that the information in this episode of HR on Mike is helpful to you. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we enjoyed recording it, please give us a like. For comments, suggestions, or questions, please reach out to us at Town Benefits. And that's T-O-W-N-E. Our email address is townbenefitscompliance at townbenefits.com. And again, town is T-O-W-N-E. Products sold by Town Benefits are not deposits, are not insured by FDIC or any other government insurance, and they may lose value. We hope you enjoyed that legally required disclaimer and hope you have a sunny and successful day.